This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. tonight. Amen. If you will grab your Bible or your device, if you would go to Genesis chapter 30, Genesis chapter 30, we're going to, we're going to kind of revisit some of, uh, some of the things, one, well, a portion of the story that, that I mentioned uh, this past Sunday, we're going to revisit a portion of that story. It's something I want you guys to see um, in the story, something that really jumped out to me, something that was actually, um, that, that was, I, don't know, I was so intrigued by the story of Jacob and Esau. I was very intrigued by that. I hope that um, you guys were so intrigued that you even would take the time to go back and start reading that story. It's an amazing, amazing story. So many wonderful accounts that happen uh, there in the book of Genesis with them. So I, again, I encourage you to go back and take some time to revisit that, to look over that. So Genesis, Genesis chapter 30. Now, before, before we jump into it, I want you guys to look at me. Look at me before you jump into it. Look into it. Look at me. Um, before the new year begins, I take time to go before God and say, God, what are you saying to our church for this new year? I get up in the middle of the night, and I thank God for that. I love it when God wakes me up in the middle of the night. I just go walk around the house. I can talk to myself, and I don't sound crazy to me. Amen. <laughs> so, so, so I get a chance to walk around the house and talk to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? Because, because I, I never want to come before you guys with something that I want to say. Uh, I don't want to do that. I always want to hear from God, to hear what God is saying, so I can say to you what I hear God saying. So, um, so what God said to me, to tell you, I'm going to further reiterate tonight. We're going to continue to reiterate what God has said to me for this church. And as we move into this new year, we're going to further reiterate that. So, so what I'm going to share with you tonight is a, is a major portion of what God has given to us for this new year. Amen? Okay. Now, tonight's teaching, tonight's teaching is entitled plan your way out. Write that down. You better get that. Tonight's teaching is entitled plan your way out. Plan your way out. That's the, that's the title of my teaching tonight. Plan your way out. What's the title? Okay, now watch this. I, I didn't say pray your way out. We didn't say shout your way out. Hallelujah. Now praying is in order. Shouting is in order. But the word that God gave me for us is this year we're going to have to, we got to plan our way out. Are y'all hearing this? So if you're in debt, you're going to plan your way out of debt. If you're in poverty, you're going to plan your way out of poverty. If, if your body is sick, you're going to plan your way out of sickness. Are y'all hearing this? So, so God is saying that wherever you are, then if you don't want to be there, then you, can, you have to plan your way out. So we're going to, we're going to look at it. We're going to look at, we're going to look at this. Now, um, Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30, look at verse number 25. I need somebody who's a good reader. I need a good reader. Somebody who will volunteer. Who's a good reader? I got a hot mic. Good reader in the house? At least one. Don't be scared. I, no, she, no, here she is. I see her. She's looking. She, see, I, I look for the first one to turn their eyes down. I knew it. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she the first one. I saw her. 
Yeah, she looked right up and then looked down real quick. Uh-huh. I got you. I'll be watching. Okay, Genesis chapter 30. I begin at verse number 25. Okay, just, just start. Are y'all there? Have y'all made it there? Okay, so we're, 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 we're looking at this story. Remember when I told you um, Sunday about um, how Jacob were able to get the spotted lambs? And go, remember when I told you about that Sunday? Okay, we're going to, I want to, I want to, we just want to look at that part. There's so much stuff I wanted to share, but I'm trying to break this down so I can be a little bit more succinct. So Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. Okay, read. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you know my service, which I have done for you. I stop right there. Now, by this point, Jacob, excuse me, yeah, Jacob had had uh, almost 12 boys. 12 sons were born to him by this time, or at least 11. 11 that we know about were born to him at this time. So these boys, of course, would go on to be the 12 tribes of Israel after Jacob's name is changed to Israel. Okay, so Jacob now has wives. He has all these children. These boys are growing up. Jacob has his family. Jacob goes to Laban, who is, who is his uncle. He says to him, he says, okay, I have, you know, my family. I'm raising my family. Everything is good. You know, I'm, 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 I'm established now. So I need you to, to release me so I can go maybe buy a parcel of land and so I can start raising my family. That's what he said. Now watch this. So Laban comes back to him. And um, look at what he says in verse 27. Read. And Laban said to him, please stay if I have found favor in your eyes. For I have learned my experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, name me your wages and I will give it. So Jacob said to him, you know how how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when shall I also provide for my own house? Okay, so now he's saying, now, um, since I've been here, I've worked. He says, I've worked really, really hard for you. I've worked hard for you, and, uh, you know, your, your land is blessed. Your livestock is blessed. These things are blessed as a result of my being here. And he says, in other words, he's saying, you know, I, I've done my part. I've done my fair share. He says, now release me so that I can go and establish my family. But watch this. Now check it out. Now check it out. So, so now he's struggling with Laban because Laban really doesn't want to let him go. Okay, now let's go to the next. Verse number 31. Read. So he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Okay, now stop right there. Right now, God is about to give him a strategy. A strategy that's going to change the rest of his life. Now, I told you guys Sunday, don't trade what's complicated for what's convenient. You remember me telling you that? Don't trade what's complicated for what's convenient. In this year, in this year, God is going to challenge you in the area of complication. Your greatest blessing this year is going to be found in the place that's complicated. Now, now watch this. Many times, the thing that is complicated for you is easy for somebody else. So what does that mean? That means that God is going to put you in a position where you have to ask for help in areas of your life that are complicated. Because many of us, many of us, we we live such isolated lives. If your marriage is in trouble, you're not going to be able to fix it by yourself. 
The Bible talks about the Bible talks about how if you have plans, you need a multitude of counselors. You need some people around you. So in this season, watch this. God is going to start partnering you with people who have the very thing you need. The problem is we have to get over our pride to say, this is what I need. There are some areas in my life that, that, that are tough for me. There are some things I do real easy, real easy. And then there are some things in my life that I try to do that are, that are pretty, pretty hard for me. And I've learned that I've got to get some people around me who can do easily the things that I find difficult. Are y'all picking that up? So this is what God is saying. This is what God is saying to you. So, so Laban understands that. Laban understands, listen, you do this well. This may be complicated for me, but God is blessing you to do the thing that may be a little bit complicated for me. But we cannot, we cannot forfeit, not in this year, we cannot forfeit what's complicated for what's convenient. Are y'all hearing that? Because in this, I, I, you know what, I, I wish I could tell everybody, I wish I could tell everybody that, that God was just going to do it. That God was just going to bless you and it was just going to be, the blessing was just going to fall out of heaven and everything was going to be easy. I, w- I wish that was the word that God gave to me, but that's not the word God gave to me. God said, this year we have to work. This year you have to work. In, the, in other words, this year you're going to have to pray a little more this year than you did last year. You're going to do some fasting this year. This year, you're going to have to plan your way out of whatever situation you're in. This is what God is saying to us this year. We have to plan our way out. Now, watch this. Look at the strategy. This is so amazing. Look at the strategy that God gave Jacob as Jacob is now having to plan his way out of Laban's, out of Laban's, uh, Laban's hands. All right. Well, what, 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 what verse are we at? 32? Okay, let's go. 32. Let's rock. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come when the subject of my wages comes before you, every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. Keep going. And Laban said, Oh, that is where that it were according to your word. So he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had some white in it, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and gave them into the hand of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees peeled white strips in them and exposed the white which was in the rods and the rods which he had peeled he set before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink wow Hmm. keep going so the flocks conceived before the rods and the flocks brought forth streaked speckled and spotted Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the street and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Wow. 
Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous in heart and had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Amen. So uh, his, his dad, Isaac, blessed him and told him that these blessings were going to happen. But watch this. He was blessed, but he still had to do some work. Amen. Did, did, did he get the wife that he eventually wanted? Yeah, but what did he have to do? He had to work. How long did he work for? He worked 14 years for that woman. Now watch this. So, so was he blessed? Did he get the wife that he wanted? How long did he have to work for? 14 years. Did, was he blessed? Did he get the wife he wanted? How long did he have to work for? 14 years. So you mean to tell me that he was blessed and he still had to work? He was blessed and he still had to work for the blessing. Hmm. So watch this. If he was blessed and had to work for the blessing, what makes us think we can sit back and do nothing and receive the blessing? Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? All I'm telling you is this year, we have to plan our way through this. Now, now you guys know the story that there's a, there's a couple of points that I made this past week that I want to share with you. And point number two was you reap what you sow, be it good or bad. Amen. You reap what you sow. So a lot of things that that uh, Jacob went through was a result of things that he sowed in his own life or, or things he sowed in other people's life. So we reap what we sow. So in other words, in this season, you got to be careful what you sow in this in this year. Are y'all hearing this? Tell your neighbors, be careful what you sow. Be careful. Be careful what you sow. Listen, so in other words, if you sow good, you'll receive good. But if you sow bad, then you're going to receive bad. That's what it's saying. Now watch this. We're talking about the reaping principle. I'm not, I'm not just talking about life because life happens to everybody. Um, you're going to have some good days and some bad days. I'm not talking about life. I'm talking about a direct result of something you've sown in the earth. Something that you've sown. I'm talking about a direct result of what you've sown. And so here's, here's what God is saying in our, in, to us in 2019. He says, watch this. Be careful what you sow because it's going to come back fast. The, the Bible says that there was, a, there was a time of famine. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in the land. And in that same year, he received a hundredfold. In other words, he sowed in a time of famine. In a time of famine, he was able to reap a harvest because he was so blessed. See, when you're blessed, you got to be careful what you sow when you're blessed. Are y'all picking this, picking this up? Glory to God. Because when you bless, sometimes, watch this, sometimes when we bless and we sow a good seed, we expect the good seed to come back fast because we're blessed. But because we're blessed, when you sow a bad seed, sometimes the bad seed comes back fast too. Are y'all hearing this? Glory to God. All right. So, so be careful what you sow. And I, I, like, I like this next point. It is in the midst of struggle, God will give you a strategy. In the midst of struggle, God's going to give you a strategy. So some of you in here tonight need to start praying for strategy. You start praying that God give me a strategy. God, God, show me what I need to be doing. Many of you in here, this is your word for tonight. God, I need a strategy. God, give me a plan. Show me what to do. When Isaac dug the first well, you know what? Uh, the Abimelech king came up to him and, and said, uh, you know, this is our well. And his men came and said, this is our well. You know what Isaac did? Isaac argued with him. He just went and dug a well. Soldiers came back and said, this is our well too. You know what? Isaac didn't trip. Isaac said, you know what? We'll just go dig another well. And he dug a well until they stopped following him. And when he finally dug a well, they stopped following him. He named that well, and he was able to drink from that well. And he was digging a well, watch this, in a time of famine. 
He was digging a well where God gave him a strategy. Are y'all hearing this? So Isaac needed, excuse me, Isaac needed water. It was a time of famine. God didn't send water from heaven. He didn't send, it, he didn't send dew from the ground. But you know what God, God told Isaac? He said, go dig a well. In other words, there's some work that I need you to do. Now, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. For the sake of preaching, for the sake of preaching and making you feel good and encouraging you and uplifting you, sometimes preachers, we fail to tell you that some stuff you've got to work for. Because we want you to shout. We want you to feel good. We want you to leave on a high. But we forgot to tell you that (laughs) Peter Satan seeks to sift you as wheat. <laughs> we, sometimes sometimes we, we fail to tell you that you're going to have, you, there's some obstacles you're going to have and you're going to have to go through some tests. Sometimes we, we fail to tell you that there are going to be some days when you're going to pray and nothing's going to happen. We, sometimes we fail to tell you that, listen, there are some things when you pray for miracle, God is going to give you a plan. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? Oh, y'all better get that. That's my, that's my last point. And we're going to look at some scripture. When you, in this season of your life, when you start praying for a miracle, God is going to give you a plan. Y'all, y'all better write this down. This is good. Y'all getting this for free. There's no cover charge tonight. So in other words, in a, well, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be so cool? Wouldn't it be cool if you could, if you could pray away belly fat? Woo! Woo! What if belly fat was really a demon and we could just pray that thing away? Belly fat, I command you. I plead the blood over belly, for belly fat. And if belly fat could just be gone, all of us being here shout, you couldn't tell us nothing. You couldn't come to church on purpose, Jack. If we, if, if, if we could just, if we could just pray. But guess what? You can't pray that away. But if you want it gone, God will give you a plan. <laughs> Y'all picking up what I'm putting down. So in this season, when you pray for miracle, God is really going to give you a plan. Watch this. The, God wants you, God wants you healed. God doesn't want you to have diabetes. You've been praying for it. You've been praying for a miracle, but God's been trying to give you a plan. Are y'all hearing this? God's been trying to give you a plan while you're praying for a miracle. So, so in other words, in other words, God, here's what God is saying to us. God is saying in this year, I'm no longer spoon feeding you. This year, you got to work for what you get. Are y'all hearing this? There, 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 there comes a point in time you let your kids live with you for free. Those of you who have raised grown children, you know, there's a season when they can roll with you and you, you take care of everything. Hallelujah. There's a season. That's right. But then, but then there's a day come. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And you kind of know internally when that day didn't showed up, honey. When that day shows up, you know, you know what you're saying? Okay, you can stay here, but it's going to call. You're going to take one of these bills. That's right. You can stay here, but now it's going to cost you a little something for staying here. Glory to God. So so here's what God is saying. God is saying, watch this. Last year, I blessed y'all and I just gave it to you. 
I gave it to you last year. I gave you the pews. I gave you the, the stage, the television. I gave you the building. God said, I gave it to you, but this year you're going to have to work for it. This year we have to work. So when you pray for miracle, God is going to give you a plan. Go to Proverbs chapter 21. Look over there real quick. Let's jump in Proverbs just for a second. When you pray for miracle, God's going to give you a plan. Many of you, God has given you a plan, but you don't want it. God's gave you a plan. You just don't want it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all must well say amen. Say ouch if you can't say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God gave you a plan. See, watch this. That's why you keep, that's why you keep seeing these diet commercials. <laughs> Everywhere you look. Holy Spirit be saying, keto, keto. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 21. <laughs> Cheetos, not Cheetos. See that? That's what I'm talking about right there. You don't want to plan. That's, what I'm t- that's exactly what I'm talking about. I said, keto, you took my Cheetos. <laughs> And want the plan. <laughs> so Star said Cheeto just sound better. Proverbs 21. Look at verse number five. What does it say? One, two, ready to read. The plans of the what? The diligent. The plans of the unline the word plans. You need to know that. Unline the word plans. Because, because many times, y'all, we, we live just kind of by the seat of our pants. We live just by whatever happens. Or, or, or many of us, we just live by routine. We do the same things routinely without any plan. We just, we know we have to get up. We know we got to go to work. So we get up, we go to work. We know we got to come to church on a couple of days. And so we just, we just do the same thing without any plans. But, but God is saying to you and God is saying to us that in this season, we have to plan. We've got a plan. We've got to plan our work, and we have to work our plan. Amen? Um, I've been meeting with our leaders, and we've been sitting down, and we've been, matter of fact, last night we were here, and we're working on some plans. We're working on some plans. So God said, last year, I did it for you. This year, you're going to do some work for yourself. This year, we have to work. And that's okay. Not to be afraid of it. As long as we're prepared for it, we can move into it. Go to Proverbs chapter 24. Just scoot on over to Proverbs chapter 24. Look at verse number 27. Proverbs 24, 27. What does it say? One, two, ready, read. Uh-huh. Afterwards, do what? So, so it, it, on, on, in a footnote or on your side note, write these words. Plan before you build. Plan before you build. That's, that's all it's saying. Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field afterwards build your house. All it's talking about is making a plan first. Set aside your plan. You can plan your way out of anything. You can plan. Matter of fact, you can plan your way into some things. 
But God is saying this year that, watch this, he says, I'm going to bless your plans this year. Pray, ask God. But, you know, the, the, Bible, the Bible talks about, you know, the, the, the many purposes, many plans of the man's hearts, but it's God's purpose that will prevail. That's what he's saying to us. So when we pray and say, God, give me a strategy, give me a plan, and then you watch what God starts doing in your life. I've been praying. I said, God, I need a personal plan. And I'm going to share with y'all. I, I, was, I wrestled with this, but I'm going to share with y'all some of my personal plans uh, for this year, some things that, that I'm, gonna, I'm working on internally, working on personally. Amen. Um, prepare your work outside. Make it fit for yourself in the field. Afterwards, build your house. Um, go to Proverbs 15. Go backwards to Proverbs chapter 15. We're just looking at a few scriptures about making a plan because I, I, I want to get this in your heart. I want to get it in your spirit. Proverbs chapter 15, look at, look at verse number 22. Proverbs 15, 22. What does it say? One, two, ready, read. Uh-huh. But they are what? Established. Look up at the screen. This is a different version. This is a New Living Version. It says plans go wrong. Without talking together. But they go well when many wise men talk about what to do. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? So, so what I had, to, my, my leaders last night, I had, I put them in groups. And they were able to start talking about things that we need to do and making, making plans on how we move forward. So husbands and wives, y'all got to come together and start making some plans about your marriage and plans about your household. If you're single, you need to get with some people, get with some wise people and start making plans about how you're going to move forward. What that does is it helps with accountability. You need somebody who's going to be checking on you periodically just to make sure you're doing the things that you said you were going to do. Amen? Amen. And watch this. Um, write this down. Write it down. Y'all get it? Write it down. Yeah. So, so you have to get the plan out of your head onto some paper. Did that, I don't know. It's, it's, something, it's something spiritual that happens when you take the plan out of your head and you write it down. It's almost like it's almost like you're. It's almost like that's when that conception, or, or it's almost like that's the first part of giving birth. It's almost like that's the first push. That's the first push to get it out of you and to write it down. That's important. Uh, Habakkuk gives us some wisdom and he talks about writing the vision, uh, make it plain so that they that see it can run with it. Amen. But, but I, I really, I really believe that that's what God is saying to you in this season. It's something about writing stuff down. You know, I have a checklist and some, sometimes I, I write things down on my checklist and man, whenever I sit at my desk and look at that checklist, I am convicted because that circle still don't have a check mark in it. Amen. <laughs> and it's like, man, I still haven't done that. And there's something about that that just kind of forces me to say, man, I need to get this done. I need to get it done. Why? Because I wrote it down. Because anything you don't write down, yeah, you're probably going to forget after a while or something else starts to take a priority. Amen? So, so, so write it down. Make sure, you're, make sure you're writing that thing down. Plans go wrong without talking together, but they will go well when many wise men talk about what to do. Now go to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Let's, let's look at... See what Luke has to say about this whole writing things down. Let's, let's, let's go and planning. What Luke has to say about planning. Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 14. 
Look at, look at verse number 28. And this is Jesus talking about, you know, the cost of following him, but he makes a, a powerful principle in the midst of his discourse about following him. Uh, Matt, excuse me, Luke chapter 14, verse 28. What does it say? Intended to do what? Build a tower. Keep going. Does not sit down. Count the cost. Whether he has enough to finish it. In other words, he says, he says, you don't want to start building a tower and then run out of money. Run out of money in the middle of the project and now people are walk, passing by laughing and saying, you know, they started building but they didn't have enough money because they, they didn't have appropriate plans. One of the things that we're working on now is the sustainability of this ministry. Because I want this ministry to outlive and outlast all of us. I want your children and your children's children to be able to come under this ministry. You know, there are some churches that have been around a hundred, hundreds of years. Amen. And some of them have, have, have sustained that long. And I, I believe that our church can be that. But guess what? It won't happen without a plan. And so we have to sit down and we have to start working on some plans. And there's some things that we have to start working on. Now, I want to encourage you tonight. And so I want to encourage you because I wrestled with this and I said, okay, Lord, I started praying and I said, Lord, um, Lord, I need a plan. So coming into this year, I was praying and talking to the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, I, you know, I, I, just, I need a plan for my life, Lord. And I asked God to show me the areas of my life where I needed a plan area of my life where I needed, I needed some work and some areas of my life, where I needed, my life I needed some tooling because I know that, that I know that God has something for me, but I know that unless I have a plan for my own personal growth and personal development, I won't be able to handle what God has for me. Amen? I won't be able to handle it. Okay, so, so what I did was I, I wrote down, I wrote down, um, I wrote down what I believe God said to me about the things that he wants me to do about my personal plan. So, so here are my personal plans, and I'm going to, and we'll, we'll, we'll do something fun afterwards, but I, I want to be more diligent in my study. I want to be more diligent in my study, more diligent. Um, um, y- yes, I study, and yes, I prepare teachings, but, but there, there's, there's, there's a diligence, a more diligence that I need in my study. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about studying or reading when I'm not preparing a sermon. When I'm not preparing a teaching, because that's fun for me. I, I enjoy preparing teachings and preparing lessons. I enjoy that, but, but, but I need to spend more time just reading just for me. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. I, I need that. So I'm more diligent in my own personal study time. And not, not, just, not, just, studying, not just studying the Bible, but, but, but studying other things that, that I need for my own personal growth and personal development. I need to become more diligent in that. You know what that, you know, you know what that means I gotta, have to do? I've got to stop watching Andy Griffin so much. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> i got to stop watching Heart to Heart. So much. I gotta stop watching Star Trek before I go to bed. I'm telling all y'all my little secrets. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? That 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 means I gotta that means I have to stop checking Facebook so much. Finna said, Amen. Right there. <laughs> But if I want to be more diligent, because you'll be surprised, you'll be surprised how much time you have if you turn that phone off and turn that TV off. You'll be surprised. You'll be sitting around, you'll be like, man. You'll be bored, like, man, it's just 7 o'clock. 
You'll really be surprised how much time you really have if you just turn that turn the electronic stuff off. More, more disciplined in my health. More disciplined in my health. I love some good old sweet tea. I hear you, sister. I've, I've, got, I've got to learn. I've got to start drinking more water. Y'all pray for me. How ain't praying enough. <laughs> Y'all are. Got to work. I got, I've, I've got a plan. You know what? You know what? I, and so, so I got to dial back on my Pepsi. Y'all know I'm struggling. But, but, but if, if, if I'm going to be more disciplined, there are some things that I've, I, I, have to, I have to prefer a salad over a cheeseburger. Just keep looking straight, straight ahead. Don't put your head down. Keep looking straight ahead. But just, just becoming more disciplined in that regard. Just becoming more disciplined. You know, if, if that means that I've, I've got to start taking, taking me a, a sandwich to work or eating some beef jerky. Is beef jerky good for you? Almonds? Almonds are good? Fruit? Yeah. Somebody says about cucumber water. Can I drink that? I can. It's supposed to be a good cleanser. Cucumber water. I need to put some on my eyes. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's just good for you. It's good for you. Amen. So, but but that, that's, a, that's an area. That's an area, y'all. Y'all know this not, but I'm picking up some weight. That ain't cute. <laughs> if I could move it around a little bit, it'd be a little different. <laughs> Why'd I always show up in the place everybody looking at? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but you wish you could just push it, push it around. <laughs> now you wish you could push it. No. No. <laughs> push it. Now leave it, leave, yeah, leave your fat right where it's at. <laughs> leave, it, leave it there. More dependable with my word. More dependable with my word. Um, one, of, one of the things that, that I wrestle with is because I, I love people and I love being around people. Sometimes I overextend myself. Um, I overextend myself. I overcommit myself from time to time. Overcommit myself. And when sometimes when I overcommit myself, sometimes I, 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 I forget things or, or, or other things become a greater priority than something I said yesterday or something I said last week. And so one of the things that I've got to work on is being more dependable with my word to make sure because I want my word to mean something. Um, I, you know, they say in the street, you know, my word is your word is your bond. I don't know. Is that B-O-N-D? That's what it is. Your word is your bond. Yeah, B-O, yeah. Yeah, they say that. That's, she, you saying like you know what that means. You know what that means? You used to say that? You from, you from the streets? Okay. <laughs> she said husband from the streets. Amen. <laughs> My husband was an OG. What's up? What's good? <laughs> but, but more dependable. More dependable. I want, I want what I say to matter. And I want to be careful what I say and careful what I, I say I will do and won't do. I'd be more careful about that, more prayerful, more intentional about that. And that's something that, that I want to do for myself. It's something I have to work on. And then lastly, more dedicated to my wife and family. 
the first three is going to lead into that last one. More dedicated to my wife and family. Sometimes as a pastor, um, sometimes we, we, we become so focused on being a good pastor that we sometimes forget to be a good husband. We forget to be a good father, and we forget to work on those more important areas of our lives. We forget that our first ministry is to our family. We forget that. Now, as men, we sometimes forget that. That's our first ministry uh, is to our wives and to our family. You know, I, I've been a little bit more intentional this year about going to visit family. I've been to a couple of family reunions. I, I wasn't going regularly, um, so I've been going to family reunions regularly. I've got, I've got nieces and nephews that I want to try and get, get to see this year and just, just go visit and check on them and maybe, maybe plan to go to one of their basketball games or football games. They all live out of town. Um, um, but, but just to make a plan, just to go and see at least one of their swim meets or whatever they have going on. And so just being a little bit more dedicated in that regard. Amen. Amen. Now, now, now that's, that's me. That, that's, that's what I'm working on. Those are some personal goals for me. Um, I've got some steps uh, to lead to those goals because, because that's, what, that's what I want for me. Now, now here, here it is for you. We have eight minutes left. Here it is for you. I want you to, just for tonight, write down one thing that you want to work on this year. Just, just write down one thing, just maybe just one goal um, that, that you want to work on. Maybe you could take out your notes page and your phone. Just one goal, one thing that you say, you know what? This is something that I want to work on this year. This is something I believe I need. And some of you guys might, y- y'all might fill up a sheet of paper. I don't know. It might be, you might write down four or five things. I don't know. But one thing that you say, you know what? I, this, is, this, is area, this is the area I need to work on in my life. And some of you might need to just spend some time and just pray about that. Pray and say, okay, Lord, you know, what is it? What, God, what do you see in me? God, what do you see that I need to work on? And you pray about that. You ask God to, because I prayed and God starts showing me me. Now, you can't be afraid to see yourself. You can't be afraid to see yourself. I'm talking about the ugly part of ourselves. Amen. The ugly part of ourselves. If you're married, ask your spouse, well, what, what are some things you see that I need to work on? They'll, if they're not scared of you, they'll probably be honest with you. <laughs> So, so, so just, just praying about that, saying, okay, Lord, what, what do I need to work on? And then when, when you write that down, then start praying that God gives you a plan. God, give me a plan. Because you, you don't want to just write down, okay, here's what I need to work on. But you need, to know, you need to write down how you plan to accomplish that goal that you just wrote down. Whatever that goal is, how am I planning to accomplish this? Some of you, your, maybe your goal is to come out of debt this year. You know, I, I, I don't want to be in debt. That's a good goal, but then what's the plan? What are you going to do? How, where are you going to cut back? What areas of your life are you going to cut back? Some, some of you may say, you know what, this year I, I want to pay all of my bills on time consistently. And it may be just something just that simple. But okay, well, what do you need to do to make, sure, to make sure that happens? What's the plan? What's the plan? You have the goal, but then what's the plan? How are you going to get there? How are you going to reach that goal? Because, because when God said, if you commit your ways to me, then he says, I'll establish your plans. Isn't that cool? If you, if you committed to me, if, if, if what you're doing is God-centered, he said, I will establish those plans. Hallelujah. If, if what you're doing has me in the forefront, has me in the middle, if, if what you're doing, you're doing it so you can better honor me, God says, I'll establish them. I'll establish them. Glory to God. The writing, keep writing. 
But I just want to pray for you. You're writing, keep writing. I just want to pray. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord God, that this is a year we, we got to work this year. We got to push through some things and we got to overcome some obstacles and hurdles. We, we just got to, we got to do it this year, Lord God. Father, and change is scary. Change is, change is difficult for many of us. Change is